Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining us, as always, is your co-host, Jim. I got nothing witty. <laughs> That's fine. You don't, you know what? You don't have, it, you, you get a pass. intense pressure, though. It's you, no, no pressure. You get a, you get a pass for a while. I mean, with all the shit going on, you get a pass. Excuse uh, my language. You get a oh, pass. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. That reminds me. For uh-huh. the people, it, for the people up in Pennsylvania, how about them Browns? Yeah. Uh, what 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 happened to Pennsylvania? Because I don't I don't know. I people in Pen- big upset. People oh, in Pennsylvania were like, "Oh, thank God that 2020 bullshit's over with." And then 2021 was <laughs> no. like, Browns shut out the Steelers. Oh yeah, it was a big upset. Oh yeah. well, I, I got nothing against Pittsburgh. If it was Philadelphia, I'd be laughing. But if it's Pittsburgh, I don't care. Because um, who cares about Pittsburgh? Really, let's be honest. You know, um, Pittsburgh has more fans. In Ohio, probably than in Pennsylvania. I would not be That's surprised. That's the sixth truth. <laughs> would not be surprised. It's like, if you live if you yeah. live in Canton or Youngstown, you yes. have to have like a reversible jacket with like Steelers on the inside, Browns on the outside. So whatever Dude. side of town you're on, you flip your jacket inside out. I, I'm laughing because I've experienced this. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> I, I, am, I am honestly not surprised. Um, also joining us is your co-host Hunter. I I I am here. <laughs> <laughs> and your co-host Spaz. It is the year that never ends. Yeah, happy uh well happy well happy life. physical like it is actually New Year. Happy New Year. It's our first podcast of 2021. Uh Welcome and, to the future. And wow, yeah, no, please no flying cars. Please no flying cars. People can barely handle two dimensions. Let's not give them a third. Okay, let's just not uh, or rocket packs, none of that. George Jetson, none of that. <laughs> no rocket packs, no flying cars. It's a terrible idea. It's just a terrible idea, uh, folks. I don't a refund on this future. <laughs> yeah. A little disappointed. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I will tell you, L.A. looks nothing like Blade Runner. Absolutely nothing like they for- foresaw in Blade Runner. Not at uh, not at all. And I, and in a way a that's probably to begin again in the off-world colonies. In a way that's probably a good thing because you watch <laughs> you watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You're like, oh wow, I would not want to live in this world like at all. Like no, no I would not. No. It's a great movie, but I would not want to live there. Man, no, like, no, no. Little 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 Blade Runner cast for a second here, man. Like when he goes out <laughs> into like the wastelands oh, to go to that orphanage. the waste the wastelands of San was, Diego. Yeah, right. That's when I that's when right. I realized I, just, I don't. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm just like, oh boy, the future, huh? Okay. That's what yeah, I but, real- <laughs> but when he went to Vegas and the and like everything was just orange, right? And then you guys had those wildfires this year, and it totally looked just like Blade it Runner really did. It really did. It was yeah, that scary. Was, that was wild. Was that this weird. year? I don't yeah. think that was this. Was that this that year? That was August. No. <laughs> oh Jesus! Which so, August? As, as some of you know, I had to evacuate. <laughs> oh right, the, the third August, that was August. <laughs> it's like God it's like Hobbit second breakfast. It's like we had third August. <laughs> the real dystopia was the friend we made along the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the exact moment, Hunter, that you bring up. That I was like, I don't want to live in this future. No, 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 no. It's no. <laughs> well, interesting because, like, so, like, so, like, I always felt like Blade Runner, like Blade Runner, Blade Runner, the first one was interesting and grimy. And then, like, this takes place well after that, and you're just like, yeah, it's shinier, but, like, like more terrible. Like, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's even more in the future, but, like, worse. <laughs> so <laughs> Things are getting better. I don't... I'd almost, I'd almost take like grimy, wet future over, like, oh just God. destruction. Anyway, right. but... But, yeah... <sighs> Yeah, so happy twenty, uh, happy as happy can be, twenty twenty one, y'all. I mean, damn, <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's still March. <laughs> it still feels like March. I mean, March will be here before we know it. I think. I think my favorite were the tweets were like on like the sixth or seventh. It's like I, I, I've tried twenty twenty one for my seven day trial period. I'd like a refund. You know? <laughs> oh, so anyway, so well, games, interesting, folks. Interesting news, right? <laughs> 
right? I mean, yeah, 2021 games. is already bringing interesting news. Yeah, folks, we won't, we're, we're, we don't really have a set topic tonight. We're just going to, you know, as I call the, as I titled this, shoot the Shinola. And uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about tonight was the news from yesterday. Uh, was that yesterday? Oh, my God, that yeah. was yesterday. How does that yep. feel like it was a week ago? It was yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Uh, folks, yesterday. there was an announcement, a very brief announcement. The whole announcement is two paragraphs and a sizzle reel that almost, is less the, than the, two minutes. The, 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 the announcement also kind of felt like it was muddled under someone's breath, like, by the way. Yeah, right? It's like, hey, guys, by the way, we're doing Lucasfilm again. Like, wait, What? Wait, no, no, wait a minute. Like, it's like we're bringing we're bringing back Lucas Farts. What? <laughs> it's called Lucasfilm, but it's Lucas Farts. You know, it's, it's just like, <laughs> it's like, wait. So are we going to start doing Lucas what? <laughs> so wait, you're doing Lucasfilm. Does that mean we're going to start doing Well, I mean, they've already kind of teased today. They teased a new Indiana Jones uh, game. Well, it's, it's Lucas. Um, to be clear, it's Lucasfilm's Lucasfilm Games. Yes. Is what it's called. Lucasfilm Games. Uh, we don't know exactly what that means. Uh, does that mean... It's a new, like, what exactly does that mean? Does that mean they're going to be like, because if I recall, didn't LucasArts and Lucas, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, they said that it, um, it all falls underneath, like all, all Star Wars, like all game titles will like fall underneath this new, um, this new thing. So I, I mean, moving forward. So what's interesting about that though, is, is someone even brought it up, um, does that mean then that we're going to start to see a divergence from EA, EA being yeah. the sole Star Wars thing? And I was I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, I, I don't know, because according to according to all the information that I was seeing is that like Disney and EA came out with a deal for Star Wars games. I don't know if that means necessarily um like all Lucas products. So yeah, it's EA weird. Can still, EA could still technically be taking on the star Wars stuff while Lucasfilm games is outsourcing stuff to other companies. But there's an interesting Forbes article that goes on, talks about that. We might actually start seeing just a general like push away from EA being the sole owner of all of that to right. a more broader topic. Like, because they have a 10-year deal that they started in uh, 2013 between EA and um, and Lucas, I guess, whatever, arts to make Star Wars games. But that doesn't mean now that other people, you know, I wonder if this means right. they're going to see well, Star Wars games from other people now. Well, know? what I would love to see, because what we used to get was is we got, you know, with LucasArts being like the whatever, they would they would just pitch stuff out to all kinds of game studios. Like anybody who wanted to get like the rights to like make a game, they, they like would almost just say yes to everything. So they they'd like cast a wide net, which means we got a lot of games. Doesn't mean that they were all good, but we got right. way more than what we've been yeah. getting, right? Yeah, like the X-Wing series was done by Totally Games. That was not an internal LucasArts right. thing. Right, you know, or we, you know, or we got stuff like Rogue Squadron, which is, you know, arguably pretty good, even like depending on oh, like PC or or, or N sixty four. That they, was, it was uh, still Factor Five. Is that what they're Factor or, Five? Factor yeah. Five. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, is Disney going to open this up under the Disney we, umbrella? We don't. Okay, because my so, thing is, somebody there is looking with great regret on how they've eaten a poop sandwich ever since they shut LucasArts down and like they, they had that debacle with EA trying and failing to make star Wars. They, 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 they started and canceled, I think at least four major star Wars projects. Right. And that, and when, when they, when they, when they took over, they like closed LucasArts down and killed in process 1313, which I'm seeing Lucasfilm games. I'm like, can we like uh, maybe spin that back up? Yeah, but they still have it. Yeah, they still they still I mean, have their mitts on it. Yeah, right. And so, like one of the big announcements though from this Lucasfilm games is Bethesda is going to be working on an Indiana Jones game. Bethesda, like, of like, all people, of what? Bethesda, <laughs> of all companies, I guess I should say, of all companies <laughs> under the under the Lucasfilm games label. This is going to be, and so Bethesda being owned by Microsoft obviously means that there's going to be a strong 
inkling for it to be on Xbox, on PC, in the Game Pass like library. So I mean that's that's huge. Right. It's 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 massive. And my my hope is that it's just not taking away resources from Elder Scrolls Six. That's that's my hope. Um God darn it. But um yeah, like, are we going to see flight sims again from these guys? Like, look how well Microsoft Flight Simulator has done. Look how well DCS has done. Does that mean we're going to be like, you know, secret weapons of well, the Luftwaffe too? I mean, or, you know, with with, you know, with with squadrons, with squadrons having, and I will say, relative success, right? It, it was successful. Because, yeah. Because there's no it denying did, it, it was did successful. Sell yeah. a lot. It yeah. did sell a lot. <laughs> That's how you it know, was successful. And with the, <laughs> and and with their recent patches and stuff like that and adding more content and actually listening to the, the community, you know, I think we could see a potential return to, I mean, hell, if they're going to do another Indiana Jones game, like there's, there's no telling what they could potentially be going forward with. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting ready to also release the Skywalker saga Lego series, which will include uh, oh. redone versions of all of the other like star Wars Lego games into like one new package. Um, so it's not going to be just like the same games rolled into this one with like seven, eight, nine in it. They're redoing the whole thing together. Mm. Um, which I think is pretty spectacular. Uh, cause yeah. I'm a big fan of the Lego games. I, I mean, oh, say what yeah. you will about seven, God. eight, nine, they weren't that great of films, but I will play those Lego games because the Lego games are typically fun. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I can't think of a bad Lego game. Has there been one? I don't, um, those people? Well, I haven't played. I haven't played a lot of the uh, like comic booky stuff, so I haven't done like a lot of the Batman's. I uh, haven't done a lot of the Indiana Jones stuff, but I did do all the Jurassic Park stuff. I've done all the Harry Potter ones. I've done mm-hmm. all the Star ones, and those have all been fantastic. Yeah, I believe it. I totally believe it. Those those guys knock it out of the park. Like oh, the Hobbit every ones, time. Lord of the Ring ones. Yeah, yeah, those have all been really good. Yeah, they've all been great. So yeah, I mean that's that's some of the best Star Wars to come out in, in a while. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, for 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 what it's worth, I mean, the Lego games almost felt like the Star Wars games to be getting because they were like the only things that were coming out. That's right. Uh, for a while were, they were, they were good. Yeah, so. for a while they were, but like for for ages we got tons of, and it wasn't just Star Wars stuff we were getting from Lucas Arts. I mean, we got a lot of, we got the X Wing games, we got Rebellion, we got Racer, we got all this stuff, but we also got crazy stuff like Afterlife. Remember Afterlife? The uh, the heaven and hell city builder that they released. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think LucasArts uh, was predominantly more active in the eighties and nineties with, oh, absolutely. Uh, variety, yeah. uh, with a variety of games. Yeah. So, I mean, like you, you, you know, uh, uh, like battle Hawks, 1942 was late eighties game. That's just an example. Um, but you have like the Monkey Island stuff. So when they were doing some of their more like adventure games or when they did, yeah. uh, what was that motorcycle one? Um, full throttle. I can't believe full throttle. Thank you. Grim Fandango. Um, Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango. You know, yeah. these, uh, you know, day of the tentacle stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, they, they were all like over like the, the late eighties and nineties games. Um, um, you know, the tie fighter, you had the super star Wars series for the super Nintendo. Uh, like all, a lot of those games, you know, were really good. I thought, yeah. Uh, episode one racer. Mm, so good. So good. So, and, and, and they put out a lot of good stuff and they put out a lot of, you know, not so good stuff, but I mean, the dig, thank you. Well, well, that's a great one. When that's you a cast a wide net, yeah. not everything's going to be good, but you're right. going to have no. gems in there. Matt- Masters of Tereskasi was an interesting idea, but poorly executed. I, um, I I I will go to bat for Yoda stories and Indiana Jones desktop adventures. I love those little tiny <laughs> roguelike, whatever those things were games. I played the hell out of those. But yeah, yeah, Lucasfilm did a lot of different stuff, and and it wasn't yeah. just Star Wars games. They did a lot of Star Wars games, but they did a lot of stuff. Else. So we're going to see that again. That's I guess that's my big question. Are we going to see think, that kind of variety? I think they ramped up. Right, I think they ramped up their Star Wars games, especially in the early two thousands, because of the prequel movies. Right? Oh, so absolutely! That's that's where that's where we got like the glutton of Star Wars games. I mean, we uh, like Racer um, Arcade, Starfighter, Super Bombad Racing, Galactic Super Battlegrounds, Bomb- yeah, yeah, uh, Super uh, Bombad, oh Obi Wan, which was like an Xbox exclusive, Racer's oh, Revenge. Right. Um, the Clone Wars was not that great of a game. Bounty no. Hunter was okay ish. 
Um, yeah, I didn't yeah. play a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not missing much on, on some of these ones that were, just didn't really get a lot of good, you know. You Imp- know what? Empire at War was an interesting one. It's a take it or leave it kind of thing. I think the modding community is what kept that game really alive. Yeah. The base game was just kind of bland. We better get Jedi Starfighter um, 2. That's all I'm saying, because that game was <laughs> Jedi bad crap. <laughs> That game was um, bad crap great. It was so stupid, but it was uh, great. The Force, the Force Unleashed series was interesting because it wasn't really like canonical Star Wars in any sense of anything, but it was a hell of a lot of fun to play. Um, oh, really? I never just, played them because I heard they weren't that great, but they were fun. Yeah, you just you're just you're just a you're just a stupid force wielder just going ape shit on everything. <laughs> it's it's a mind. It's just it's really. I mean, like like the story is not even really interesting in my opinion. It's just like you're just running around just being stupid with force powers and blowing stuff up and yeah, a power so. fantasy more than anything else. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good that's a good way of putting it. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Isn't that one of the games where he pulls a star destroyer out of orbit or something? Yeah, like uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, considering considering what I saw on, on the movie screen in seven, eight, and nine, it's not too dumb these days. But I mean, like, I feel yeah. like it almost gave those movies permission to do stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> mm, uh, it's a waste. I, st- I still have sure. to. I still have to see nine at some point. I will, but I'm not no, in a rush. Well. It's like, you know, if it's on like USA or something one day and you're just like doing laundry or something, maybe I have, I have Disney plus, but it's like, what, what I'd rather watch others. Like I need to finish the expanse. Yeah. That's what I'm going to start watching. If you like, if you, like if you actually at least sit on the controller and it starts playing, I mean, maybe like, that's <laughs> just wait, wait for the riff tracks. That's the most no, it's digestible. It's oh, already been ripped. All, oh, is oh my God. Really? Whole, yeah. Oh yeah. Man, oh. They did, not hesitate. did they fix it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. I've I've watched I, I actually did a binge watch last year of all of those movies riff and it was great. Okay, well maybe we'll. Have I'm gonna to have do to add that. that to my list then. I didn't realize they had already riff tracked. I did not. Great. I did oh, not yeah. either. I did not either. Okay, I'm gonna have to talk to the wife because we have Disney Plus, so we could watch technically all of them. So I'll have to see if we can riff those. God damn. Yeah. Count how many. Jack Tono Porkins references they make in just those movies, and then count how many they do in all of the other ones they riff because it's a long, long running joke. (laughs) Jack Porkins, you mean Jack Tono Porkins? (laughs) So, so yeah, I mean, it's weird that they kind of threw this announcement out there, and like, it's it's like. I don't. It doesn't even feel like a tease, you know. It just feels like a breath on the wind. Like, wait, what? Did I hear that right? What? Yeah, because I mean, if you go and look at the Indiana Jones like teaser, it's literally just that. It's just like you it's, don't. You're not even sure. You're not even sure it's Indiana Jones until they tell you it's Indiana Jones. Like, and you see the whip at the end of like the little yeah, teaser. You're like, yeah, what? you see the whip. You're like, oh, okay. I guess this is Indiana Jones. Like, this could be Uncharted or Tomb Raider. Like, for all I we could. Know. It literally you know? the, the music didn't quite give it away either because they didn't do like the full like little theme in there. You're nope. just like, you only know it's Indiana Jones because the, the the title on the video says it is. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, yeah. So I, to its credit, that makes it a good teaser. That's that's I, true. But I, 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 I maybe like hmm. I just don't know if the teaser. I don't know if the like the teaser did nothing for me. It it was just like they could the teaser to me. The teaser was just like saying Indiana Jones game. So it's just like if you had told me an Indiana Jones game, or if I had seen this, I would have like had the same level of. Eh. So. I think this. I think for me, this speaks to a bigger problem: is that I hate teasers, like. Like they do teasers for everything now. Like here's the teaser for the trailer. I'm like, no, just show me the god darn trailer. I don't want a teaser for a trailer. Yeah, stop trailer it. Trailer for the trailer. Well, yeah, stop it. Well, <laughs> there there is a reason why they do that. It's it's all marketing. I know, but, and I'm well, in yeah. marketing, and that, I still hate that, it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean that that marketing is great or that it's done well. It's the reason why they do it. Yeah, it gets it gets views. It seems to work. I guess people watch it. I'm dumb and I'm dumb enough to watch it. So like, but but still, it's like just show us stuff already. Like stop beating around the bush. You know, just, it it, it oh. makes it feel half assed. 
you know, when they, when they, when they just throw up a two paragraph thing like that, you know, just, it feels really, really half-assed. Well, there's a psychological aspect to that too. Um, there, there was a, an article quite a while back. Yeah. That, (laughs) that when movie trailers reveal so much of the plot because they, they spoil it already. They do it on purpose because people know what to expect when they're going into it and they enjoy the movie more despite the fact that they've been spoiled about the major plot because they know what to expect. They, they already had an appropriate expectation level set. Like, yeah, you could say, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that they, they sort of know the direction the story is going to go. If there are too many twists that are not at all spoiled beforehand, people tend to get confused. Not to say that they're stupid necessarily, but just because, wait, this comes out of nowhere. I, I was expecting to see a different kind of movie. Um, uh, Event Horizon is one example. People maybe went to see it thinking it was one kind of movie, and it was not. That was me. It was a different kind of movie. Yeah, that exactly. Was me. That's what I, I, I went expecting some kind of space adventure and will never freaking watch that movie ever, 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 ever again. Because it it messed me up. <laughs> it messed me up big time. <laughs> they got me. They totally got me. It's like, oh, a space adventure with Sam Neill and, Laure- and Lawrence Fishburne. Yay. That's great. I'll go watch it. What's happening? Oh, my God. <laughs> this isn't what I signed up yeah. for. <laughs> it's, it's weird, for sure. <laughs> you know, but if you if you spoil it too much, then you don't get anything like whenever everybody sat in the opening of the matrix in 99 and had not a clue what that movie was about. Right. And, Mm. and it's like, you get like halfway through the movie and you still don't know what this movie is about. Right. And then it can actually like surprise the hell out of you, which was my experience. That's why I found that movie so profound was just, I I had no idea. I knew there were, okay. It was like some kind of like cool, Kung Fu something going on, you know, like a probably, (laughs) yeah. Well, they didn't even give that away, but I I knew it was, it was some kind of like sci-fi Kung Fu Blade Runner-y something, you know, it's like, okay, cool. I'm down for that. But then when you sit in the theater and, and then that thing just totally like goes not, it doesn't like defy or surpass your expectations it just goes to a different place entirely. Right. And it's just like, wow, I had no idea I was about to get this. That's great. But if the trailer just says, you know, like, Hey, here's this movie and here's all the people mm. that are going to be in it. And this is what it's about. And here's kind of how it ends. Uh, okay. You guys made a good point. There's, there's, there is something to say though, about like not seeing a trailer for a movie. Cause I remember, I remember when I went to go see uh world's end with, um, a buddy of mine so like that simon pegg movie right yeah um so i was a big fan of simon pegg so like i remember you know watching hot fuzz and Shaun of the dead and being like man i love this guy he's got great stuff especially after hot fuzz i was like dude this guy's great and so my buddy's like hey we're gonna go see that new simon pegg movie and i was like i didn't remember seeing anything about it i don't remember watching trailers for it they're like well just come with us it was like literally the day of and i was like all right cool I remember like sitting down watching the like going in to watch this movie and knowing nothing about it. And so if you know spoilers though, like if you if you know nothing about this film, the first f- like 15 20 minutes of this film, you just think of like you're watching this film about like this loser guy who's just like having <laughs> a hard time living his life because he never could get past like the best day of his life according to him. Then the movie takes a a, a radically left turn. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a completely different movie than what you think it is. (laughs) And and up until that moment, I was like, "Man, what did you bring me to watch? Like, this is not as funny, or like it was funny, but like it wasn't as interesting as Hot Fuzz, or it didn't." Up until that moment, if you know nothing about the film, it just seems like I don't know. He's I I guess they're doing a serious movie or like a semi-serious comedy movie, and 
yeah, left turn happens and you're just like, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> I, 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 w- I went in too, like not knowing that none of that stuff was going to happen. Like I saw it at a, at a movie day. We did the whole Coronado trilogy at a movie day here. And that was the one movie I had not seen. And people were like, oh, just wait. But they didn't tell me anything else. I'm like, what are you talking about? This looks stupid. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, just ba- ba- bathroom scene at the pub changes everything. And I know that sounds weird saying it like that. But if you've not seen the movie. True, though. Uh, wait. Just just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no, it's still, it's great. It's no Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is... Just a yeah, sublime. I think, I think Hot Fuzz is still king for me. Oh on God, those three, yes, on those three movies. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, that movie was very unexpected. I mean, it's like they they took a lot of what they learned from the first two movies because it, it it followed a little more of the first of Shaun of the Dead more than it did Hot Fuzz in terms of yeah. how it revealed things and its pacing and whatnot. Um, but it was still its own uh, thing. So I, see I wonder. Sa- I wonder sorry. if anybody, if anybody ever said. Hey, let's go see that new Simon Pegg movie. And it was like 2009 Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't say so. No. Well, he he was one of the reasons I I did see it. I'm like, okay, Same I like here. Simon Pegg, and I like Zachary Quinto. I'll give this a sh- and I, I think you know, I love Star Trek. I'll give it a shot. Well, and uh, I think that's also one of the reasons why I keep watching the Mission Impossible films is because they've given him great like bigger roles in those movies too. I but still need to see like three space of those. Milkshake. What? What? I have. Space, space I have milkshake. seen Space Milkshake. Yes. What? What? What is? Wait. <laughs> Are it's we a Simon Pegg movie. It is. A, it's. It's. It's a different movie <laughs> than what you'd never, expect. What? I've space never milkshake. heard of, from 2012. I have uh, not seen this one. Blue collar astronauts. Say. I did unfortunately see Paul. Paul wasn't that great either. Wow. Amanda Tapping, George Takei, yep. Takei, Billy Boyd. What? Yeah. yeah. George Takei is, let's just say he has an interesting character. <sighs> look, I, this, I don't, this is one of those look, movies where everybody's slumming, right? If, yeah, it's just like, absolutely. If I was to be allowed to have one cheat celebrity, whatever, it'd be Amanda Tapping. I'm sorry. That, that, that one's amazing. <laughs> she, no, she is. She's a great actress. I, I freaking love her and everything that she's done. Oh, I will add this to my watch list on um, Just Watch. And screw, and screw whoever it was that decided to cancel Travelers because, God dang, that was getting interesting. <laughs> it was so good. I never saw that one. Travelers? Yeah, even even for the short two was it two seasons they did? I think. I think two. Uh, yeah, it was either two or three. Yeah, no, it was it was three. Okay, for the short three seasons that they did, uh, it's very well worth the watch. Oh, it's on Netflix. All right, uh, that's the list. It, yeah, it's definitely one of those ones where you're not fully sure what's going on. Like at first, like they kind of explain it, but like as the first season goes on, it like you're like, okay, hmm. Yeah, because the, the first episode, I was like, what is this? This is weird. And then I just kept watching and I was like, I'm hooked. That's that was pretty much my reaction to it, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was I was pretty hooked on it. I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Three seasons. I will definitely give it. Does it does it does it have not a good ending or does it have a good ending? Um, It, it has it has a reasonable ending. I would OK, say. that's good. Because some, like, sometimes I'll hear about a show and someone will be like, but they canceled it and it didn't, it didn't end well. It's like, well, why am I going to watch that then? You know? I don't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it has necessarily a bad, like negative ending. It just mm-hmm. has an interesting ending where it's just like, all right. Does it huh. feel like an ending or does it feel like they left it hanging? Sure. I mean, I feel, I feel like they left it to a, po- a spot where they could have, it's one of those okay. ones where it's, it's an ending where they could keep going on, but where it stops, you're like, all right. Okay, that's good. I'm okay when they maybe do it like that. That's my interpretation. Maybe I don't know. Like, yeah, like I, I, when, I'd say yeah. I don't know if you guys. Have I would have. I, I would have liked more. Don't get me wrong. I would have loved more. But like, I feel like where it ends, it's it doesn't leave you hanging like Stargate Universe. That's for sure. Or like, you know, where they give you like a season of a show that ends on a major cliffhanger, and then they're like, "Well, it's canceled," and you're like, uh, "Really?" I, I hate that. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the show Terriers. It's really great. And it's also on Netflix. Um, 
And it's only one season. It's an amazing season, but it's only one season. But they ended in such a way they're like, all right, that's Is fine. that a show about dogs? No. <laughs> it's a show about two private investigators. Um and it's amazing. It's so amazing. Um but yeah, it was only one season. But I think it's also on Netflix. Double check that. But the one I, I watched last week was Into the Night. Also on Netflix. Into the Night. Oh, uh, it's on Hulu now. Terriers is on Hulu now. Um Into the Night? Yeah, Into the Night is it starts with and again, not spoiling anything because it's Welcome it, to Space the first episode. <laughs> uh, it starts with the hijacking of an aircraft. Oh. And as it progresses through that first episode, it gets kind of dark because um, uh, the the sunlight, there's, a, there's some sort of gamma radiation and it's killing everyone who's on the ground. And so it's a post-apocalyptic or, or as it's happening apocalyptic scenario that only people who are in the air at the same time as that's happening are able to survive. So if you're out in the daylight, you're dead. Oh. And so this plane has to, with, with the, the handful of people who are still on it, are trying to avoid the daylight. Oh, and it goes from there. It's it's one season right now. Uh, as far as I know, it's been renewed for another season, and they left it in a good place where, you know, they've got a hook for the next season. Yeah, my 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 major disappointment was watching Terra Nova. I was so mad. Oh yeah, and yet that one is. Oh wait, no, not Terra Nova. Sorry, I was thinking of a different one uh, that has been renewed, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> well. <laughs> Terra Nova was an interesting one because it it was it was it the premise of the film was like in the future the earth's pollution has gotten so terribly bad that like people are dying because like the the air quality is just terrible. And so they have invented this like it's not necessarily time travel as like like standard time travel. It's not like back to the future time travel where you're just going back in time of the same like timeline you're on. You go like back in time into like a parallel timeline, or like, and the way that they implement this is they send people back 85 million years into like prehistoric Earth when like there's no chance that humankind could really have that big of an impact on the future yet. And it's just, it's, it's supposed, it was supposedly really interesting, but like there's like some like intrigue because there's ways to communicate with the future slash other timelines still. And there's a lot of people like that were like fighting for power and control. And it just like ended on this big old cliffhanger. And then you're just kind of like, well, now I'm never going to know what happens. <laughs> I hate the, the one I was, the one I was thinking of that was renewed and I'm not sure why was another life. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, that was a sci-fi show that didn't know what it was. Like it didn't know what sci-fi show it was. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. It, there, that's it why I say it, it got renewed and I'm not sure why. It, yeah, I don't I don't understand why either, because it it has great it has a great cast. I'll give it that. But it didn't it, the the overarching plot was also interesting, but they kind of tried to make it episodic in a weird way to where like one of the episodes was like straight up alien. Like li- like literally, it was like a, it was like an episode uh, like that. Was ba- like it, it could have been like a mini version of the Alien movie, and <laughs> it's the one where like the it's the one with the girl's nervous system like comes to life or whatever it is and pops out of her back or whatever. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah. That, but that it, sounds it, like it, a cool movie, right? Like <laughs> what happened? It's uh, it, like it, your nerves just jump out of your back, right? Like it, it, <laughs> it has some cool ideas going on and and some of the execution is interesting i I just don't know where they're going with it right well i mean like every every single episode felt self-contained to the point of like that could be an interesting premise but it wasn't the premise to the overall show and you're like well why did we even see that like it was cool but like what is this what does this episode have to do with the like the the plot of what's going on around them because it doesn't like there's just like little 
it feels like an anthology more than right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like each, yeah. each of the, you feel like each of these episodes should be like its own little anthology story of something, but they're all somehow like crammed together to make one long story. And you're like, how does how does this even work? I just like I don't I don't know because it's got it's got um um Katie Sackoff in it who played Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica, and I really like her. And she's fantastic as Bo-Katan and Mandalorian, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and she was really good in the Riddick movie. And, you know, so like, I, I'm, I'm a fan of her as like, a, you know, being the leading role in this show. I but, liked her in Halloween too. I like the oh, cast. Yeah, right. I yeah, really like, like the cast. It's, they got good people doing what they're doing. It, it, it just feels disjointed. Yeah, so maybe season two will bring it all together and it'll be like things will make more sense in season two, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know where they're going. With, like, like Spaz says, I have no idea where they're going with it. <laughs> well, that we, we got off games real quick, didn't we? You talk about trailers. Next thing you know, it's the space game junkie TV cast. Like you said. <laughs> I mean, we can talk more games. So, like, no, it's fine. I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny. You guys got any predictions for 2021? Like, what kind of games you're looking forward to? I, I, I have no freaking idea anymore. (laughs) I, I don't know what's going to come out this year. Maybe Star Sector will come out. I don't know. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to the potential release of Halo Infinite. Or whatever it's called, Halo Infinity or Halo Infinite, I guess. That was supposed to come out with the launch of the Xbox, but it's actually gotten delayed till next holiday season. So oh, crap. this this uh upcoming year. So hopefully whatever whatever caused them to delay it a whole year uh will help make it better. Um there's the Warhammer forty thousand Dark Tide looks interesting as hell. Is that no VR only? Is that VR? Uh, I think it is. I don't think so. Oh, I thought it was I don't VR. Think Dark, I, don't, I don't think Dark Tide was. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. Uh, is Dark Is Dark Tide like Vermintide with guns? Uh, like yeah, it looks city? like it looks like ver, yes. it looks like Vermintide, but 40k, basically. Right. Right. So so it's X, it's on the Xbox and Steam. So it's not going to be VR on because it'll definitely at least it's not VR only because it's going to be on the Xbox. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Um, good. And Microsoft doesn't do VR, so at least not on the Xbox. Um, which I was surprised to find out today that apparently you can play, um, and it's supported through Game Pass, you can play um, Microsoft Flight Sim in VR, which I thought was interesting. I didn't realize that. Uh, oh, they added that like a month ago. Yeah, it's a very, so, recent, yeah. it's a very recent thing. Uh, and apparently it works pretty well from what I understand. Um, but yeah, that, that's a very recent thing. That, ha- that just happened. Uh, Renzo yeah, in the Rupert, chat. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Renzo in the chat wants Rodina to get more content. That's that's not well, unfair. That one's moving slow, but it's moving. It's just moving real slow. <laughs> but it's one guy. So I yeah, mean, that's been moving for a long time. At least six years. I don't remember the first time we had him on. Uh, man, I feel like I feel like he's been working on it for a lot longer because I feel like I remember seeing something about that game well, like forever ago. I'm gonna look it up. That was our first podcast of it. <laughs> but but Rupert, um, yes, that's that's kind of the reason why I started watching Another Life was because my dad my dad was telling me about it and he said Sackoff was in it. And I was like, oh well, I, I think she's great. So yeah, it's been at least seven years, Renzo. I know that for sure. But uh, seven years. Wow. <laughs> Dear God, I think you're right. Dear Lord. Oh, we had the dev on just. Just two years ago. That's funny. Um, between the stars hit one point this point one oh this year AC rate. I have no idea. That one's also been moving really slow. It's like almost Star Sector slow. Star Sector again. That one's. I think it's a decade now. I think I got that one in twenty ten. But that one is no between the stars. It, they've been getting updates every couple of months pretty much oh really uh yeah yeah what's outriders what is that one says out i'm really dead says outriders is interesting the hell is outriders oh it's a square enix game what is that 
Anyway. Oh, oh, oh people can fly. Oh, right. It's coming out April 1st. Is it coming out April 1st? That's a, it says it's coming out April 1st, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, Outriders does look interesting. I remember this now. Yeah, I am I am curious about Outriders. Yeah, it's the folks who made uh, Painkiller, uh, which was amazing. Um, yeah, you got any more of that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, for me, what I'm looking forward to most is still Dying Light 2, more than anything else. That is uh, what I can't wait for. And I hope it's coming out this year. We have no idea anymore. No, I mean, it'll give us time to finish the following, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but who the hell, who the heck knows when that one's coming out? I mean, I, we really, we really don't know what the, the environment of 2020 is going to do to game development. It's probably slowed things down, you know? Like, yeah. It's, it's pretty much slowed a lot of things down industry wide. Yeah, exactly. or not. Yeah, exactly. So that that has, uh, we don't know the full ramifications of all of that yet. Nope. Oh, um, Deathloop comes out this year. I am curious about that. What does? And he, uh, Deathloop. It's a, um, it's a Bethesda Softworks published is publishing it. Um, It. It's got. I think. I think it's like two different protagonists. You can switch between, if I'm not mistaken, a male and female character. Oh, the folks um, who made Dishonored. It's like a t- making this one. Yeah, so it's like a time loop kind of uh, thing. Oh. It definitely. It looks really interesting. I'm actually really intrigued by it. I, I kind of want to check it out. Oh, that's wishlisted right there. You can pre-order it now. Apparently, though, like who in, who who around us still pre-orders things? Like I do I'm occasionally. Tr- it, I, it depends trying- on what it is. I'm trying to less. I will definitely pre-order Dying Light Two when I come if if they, if they do a thing. But I got burned by some things like Rage Two. I pre-ordered that. And well, what see the, the, pre-order, the, pre- the pre-order market needs to come with a lot more. So so that's the that's the thing. In like the digital world, what's the point of pre-orders? Like I agree with you, Brian. Mm. I think I think what if we're if if the pre-order market is to continue, what they need to do is they really need to ramp back up the exclusive content stuff. And I think that's, what's been so great about like um, steam's been doing the soundtrack stuff a lot more, which I think is great. But yeah. GOG with all of its classic stuff, man, like you buy a game, you'll get like, you know, wallpapers, manuals, some, you know, depending on what the game is, you'll get a lot of extra digital loot, so to speak. And I think besides in-game cosmetics, pre-orders and like collector's editions need more digital goodies of those mm-hmm. kinds. Yeah, give give me behind the scenes stuff. Give me a an expanded soundtrack. You know, uh, you know. I need, a, some, I need a high res there. JPEG of a cloth map. <laughs> yes, <It would> be. <laughs> I'd be all right with that. Uh, I'd be okay with that. Uh, yeah. Dude, I miss yeah. that shit. Oh like, god, I mean, right? I, I miss I miss oh, cracking them in a box. And there's a big thick spiral bound manual in there that mm. just smells like new game. And you just sit on the toilet and read it for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sort of stuff is the kind of thing that uh, a few companies still do, like Limited Run Games still does physical releases with collector stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm i still unsure how that works. Like, do they work with the actual developers on those things? Oh, or yeah. Is it like- yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. Yeah, they, they do. do. You, now, the you know, one thing with uh, Limited Run Games, and then you, uh, you contract them out to make the physical release, and then whatever physical goodies go with along with that but it's specifically a limited run thing yeah and i hate the stuff where it's like um you know we have like the collector's edition and it costs like three hundred dollars for a sixty dollar game because it comes with this statue right and it's like really nah Get, like give us all something cool right well, like they, have a they, have a physical edition but i i don't need like statues laying around my house because i'll i'll look like yang ye's knickknack shelf right <laughs> yeah, have, you, have you noticed yeah. behind him when you watch his videos he's got like tchotchke from all the developers and that, see that's a that's like a marketing thing like you guys were talking about trailers and marketing and stuff i i hate the bs of the unboxing junk especially like whenever they spend a shitload of money to send an xbox in a refrigerator that looks like an xbox 
to somebody (laughs) (laughs) just so they can open it. And it's like, what the crap? Yeah, that's the, 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 the influencer world is definitely interesting. I don't, it's, it's uh, definitely carved out its own marketplace. It's not a marketplace for me because it, that kind of stuff bugs me, but I do like the, the big unboxing of like the collector's editions of stuff that actually have those kinds of things. Like the other day I was eyeballing an actual like unopened copy of, um, uh, what was that met game? God, fuck. It's going to kill me. Um, respawn made it, um, Titanfall, yeah. So the first Titanfall had that mech like statue that you could get for the collector's edition, and there was like a really good priced like unopened like version of that online. I saw the other day, and I was thinking to myself, man, I would love to have that. But then I started like looking around my like little apartment that I live with my wife and my dog, and I'm like, where the hell? Right. Where the hell do I so, put that? <laughs> so how how big was the statue? Was it like it's, a foot uh, tall or something? It's it's like it's big. It's it's not small, and it like lights up, and it's got like action figure guys that are like standing on its back and stuff like that. It was like a full eighteen uh, inches or something like uh, that. Okay, because I because I've seen like the Turbo Deluxe one that they sent out to game magazines, and that thing was like three feet tall. It was right, ridiculous. No, it's not this, but like I have, I have like Guild Wars Two Collector's Edition, and that came with like a big, huge old action figure guy that's as, almost as big as my like Lego Tie Fighter that I have, like the, yeah. the collector's Lego Tie Fighter, like the really big one. So I mean, it's almost as big as that, right? Like I've got the Eve Online Second Decade Collector's Edition, which came with a uh, a a Rifter uh, frigate ship model that was also a four port USB hub. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I, and the the Rifter is such a great looking ship too. I don't even need it for the USB hub. It's just cool to sit on my desk as like a ship model. Yeah. Um, so Skylanders, right? Skylanders made a shitload of money, right? And then Nintendo was like, "Hey, we smell that money." And then they came out with Amiibos, right? Which which is the same thing basically. Um, and I am surprised deeply that there hasn't been like some kind of integration between physical toys and video games. Uh, like, that's already been done. Starlink. Well, yeah. Starlink. Yeah. And um, what was that other game that did it too? Um, not, not, not just the Amiibos, but there was a uh, Starlink. Um, oh, I guess you said it. Skylanders. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. I'm brain fart for a second. Well, we can, well, we can you... go all the way back to VHS and say captain, uh, captain, captain power. power. Yeah. Yeah. Well, made by the Babylon the Five God, guys. Right. Well, the other thing I was going to say was like I also have the statue of Malgus from Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO Collector's Edition sitting on my desk over here too. So, and he's a and he's a yeah. cool freaking thing to have sitting on but your desk. Imagine, imagine tying into the LucasArts debacle. Uh, imagine if Disney had been on the ball whenever they like started making new Star Wars stuff, and they had actually built digital stuff into like i could buy a toy tie fighter that has a usb port on it and hook it to my pc or something i don't know you know sure. it's, it's like something something could have went on with that well you know or just you know the what, action figures alone well, you want to know what it is a, now though like so so the the way and, and we've talked i think we've talked about this before either either on this podcast or our, our other podcast we do but we um you know, the thing that I think that they're doing now is, is to try and get in with all the kids is they're putting in exclusive content like into Fortnite or like with Star Wars specifically, like they have the Mandalorian and Fortnite now. So you can play as the Mandalorian and Fortnite and you can get a lot of little like, you know, Star Wars in-game stuff. And then on top of that, speaking of EA, you know, there's like the whole like Star Wars spinoff in The Sims, right? Like there's like all the, the Sims stuff now that has a whole bunch of Star Wars content in it. So instead of like... You know, instead of doing these other things, they're kind of just embedding their branding into the already like existing stuff that all the kids are playing, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's so it's like Star Trek putting all of its eggs in one basket with the uh, with Star Trek Online. Well, which, instead of a physical toy, they just they make a digital toy, 
Right. Like, basically. yeah, like, like here, play with the Mandalorian and Fortnite. Like, hey, cool. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the Mando and you'll be Master Chief and we'll go around and we'll shoot all of the other people, you know? Like, what if, hey, man, what if, like, in some weird parallel universe, like, the Mandalorian and like Master Chief like met up and like they're on this arena and then like they had to go and like try and kill like <laughs> the only way to survive was to kill everybody else. Oh, Fortnite. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm just saying, like as a kid, you know, when you have action figures, you come up with this kind of crazy ass BS and like they're they're just putting it into Fortnite. So. Yeah. So if he, but if you had like the uh, uh, Bluetooth enabled Tie Fighter, but you could use it as a game controller, so you could play Tie Fighter with your Tie Fighter. Right, Starlink. Yeah. <laughs> right, kind of. Basically, well, yeah. Uh, not real. I mean, with Starlink, you had you had the ship that would snap onto your controller, and then you can you can pull the individual parts off and then swap hot swap them as you need to. Yeah. Right. It's too, it's too bad that we don't have AR glasses. Like the magic leap thing was supposed to be where I don't, you know, to do AR now you got to hold your phone up or whatever. And that's kind of dumb. But if you actually had AR where I could wear glasses, but see the world and then you could actually have like your action figures actually shoot lasers at each other. Crazy. But you know, can't do that yet. I mean, pretty darn close though, because like um, when the Nintendo 3DS came out, they actually had an AR functionality to them. I don't know if people remember this, but they came with these like cards that you could place down on a table, and then you would use the 3DS's cameras on the on the backside of it, and it would view it in real space. And so, like you're looking at it through Whoa. the lens. Yeah. And like you know, like Mario would come out of like a you know a, one of the uh, the pipes or whatever, and he would like throw fireballs at something. You could yeah. have him battle like you could you put another card down, and like a, a Goomba shows up, and he you know. So yeah. I mean, oh wait like, a minute. My wait. 2DS can still do that. I right. I, yeah yeah yeah. I recently saw something, and I, I really forgot about it until you said like you put a card down on the table, right? So I think it is like there's there's some of the Star Wars stuff and then there's an app that goes with it that is AR because I remember seeing a guy that had like an ad at walking on the table and he was like, yeah, this came with something that he bought, right? And it was just like threw the card down on the table and the phone like scanned it and it's like, remember uh, on the PlayStation they had uh, Eye of Judgment it was it was like Magic the Gathering, but then the monsters would actually like jump up out of the cards and fight each other like Star Wars yeah. chess. Yeah. Cool idea, by the way. Um, hey, LucasArts, first game that you need to make, Star Wars chess, playable <laughs> on your kitchen table in AR. Get on it, please. <laughs> I need to bring back Star Wars Connect. That's really what they need to bring back somehow. Do the trash compactor once again. <laughs> Do that. See, Brian, I think they're just, just <laughs> agree to disagree here. On that one. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to what else they might bring out. I know we keep looping, looping back to this, but it's like the big news in gaming recently. Like, there's really not much else yeah. going on. <laughs> it's really it's it's interesting that you say that. I we were, I was talking with um uh, he's a community member and uh, a friend of mine, Mellified, about some of this stuff. And he was saying back when he was working for Blizzard in 2003, Blizzard put out a survey saying like if um it was something along the lines if if a blank company put out a game, how likely would you be to like buy buy it like any game? Like if blank company was to put out a game, how likely would you be to buy it? And he said, uh, and this was 2003, and it was uh, Blizzard got like 90 something percent of like the top, like whatever, followed by LucasArts. So it was like, you know, that's how hot at the time in 2003, both Blizzard and LucasArts were at putting out games that just like the name of their of those two companies alone were like generating a lot of people's interest. Mm. It'd be really, it'd be really interesting to see if the Lucasfilm games can kind of return back to. 
it's just I don't know. Maybe 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 it was just like the time off that they needed to kind of like rebrand and reconsolidate all the assets that LucasArts had to come forward with something new again. Um, Because I know Disney kind of scrapped their Skylander stuff and like all of the Disney kind of games. Like I think the Disney Studio stuff is dead, right? Like didn't they like kill all that off or or most of it at least? I think so. Um. So. Yeah, I wonder. Like, you rehydrate LucasArts. Does that also rehydrate like all the IPs that were associated with it? So maybe. I'll, I mean, there there are some of those IPs are still like in in circulation. So I mean, there's still licensing agreements with Steam and GOG, for example, for a lot of those Star Wars things. But this is kind of giving me a hope that maybe it can rehydrate even more. Like, let's bring more of those Lucasfilm games back out because I mean, you can get full throttle out there. You can get some of these other games that are actually still available in the digital like market space that they've kind of re put out there. Um, it'd be nice to see more of that stuff that used to be come back. Um, yeah, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, you know, I, I know I'm kind of one of the few people, but I wouldn't mind seeing battle for Naboo get a proper digital re-release. Um, it definitely went under the radar for the time when it came out, but it was done by the same people who did the first Rogue Squadron, and it was a very similar game in its mechanics and gameplay. Um, that I, you know, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I would love a I would love a PC port of Racers Revenge. That's what I would love. Yes, um, I I can agree with that. Yeah, I would I would absolutely love that. That game is so freaking good. That's one of the reasons I keep a PlayStation 2 emulator kicking around at all times. Just never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you can play it. You can play it now on PC if you have the PS. Oh God, the Now on, thing, the on. PS Now, yeah, whatever. I think, it's now. I think it's. I think. It's, I think it's PS Now. You can play it. Um, I do recommend if you, you know you probably it'd probably be better off if you had a PlayStation controller to play with. But yeah, you can play it now <laughs> yeah but what it's yes now is like what 20 bucks a month no it's cheaper than that. i think it's like oh, five okay. oh five bucks a month that's that's actually worth talking about but mm, what yeah whenever it was 20 bucks a month given it used to be given yeah. the options that are available now well you know talking about yeah. talking about stuff that are services that you know, you subscribe to and then you stream games off of. Right. And then, and you know, we got like PlayStation now and the, the unmentionable thing from Google that we won't name. And then uh, Xbox, right. And you get on game pass. The crazy thing that I'm seeing now is uh, the at games, legend arcade cabinet that you can buy. It's like 500 bucks. Right. And then they have the, uh, the pinball machine. Yeah, there's a there's, right. there's a digital su- subscription service for that. Yes. I saw that. Yes, That's and you crazy. can freaking, you can freaking stream ROMs down to the box. Like arcade machine in the living room has the Wi-Fi's and I can and I have a game library that is pretty big because I'm just pulling it down on demand. But hey, game ROMs like a couple of megs, right? Not a big deal. So that's cool. I hope it caches them. Right, that would be nice. Yeah, so, I, I so this, this company, I, yeah, this company has a subscription service to like a library of a ridiculous amount of just arcade games in the cloud that you can download to this cabinet that you buy from them. Um, it's 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 fully licensed, fully like legit. So this, we're not talking about some like weird like Chinese knockoff thing here. Um, and the only thing that I don't dig is if you don't cash it and they take that offline, then. You don't have that stuff anymore. I, well, I would, it's not like you're buying it to, to own it. I mean, the, well, the digital version. You, right. you don't really own it. That's true. You're only licensing to stream. That's true. But but if it was like the the Nintendo eShop, right, where it's just like, hey, buck a ROM, get in here. They could still make $700 off of you if you wanted a full ROM set. Right? <laughs> so, so it's like, well, hey, buck a ROM, here we go. Like, I'll play Mappy for a dollar. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, and you kids, go look up Mappy. It was a good game. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, but I, I think that there's a lot of potential there because there's a lot of games, man. And, and like, buck a ROM, let's go. 
Um, and then the pinball tables too. The thing that's really interesting about the pinball tables is that they've got a deal going with um, what's their name, Farsight or whoever the the guys are that uh, have the Wilson or not Wilson Williams license now for Williams pinball. Um, Cause there is that, that whole meltdown, right? Where it was like, there was one company that made a pretty good pinball game set up and that's the one that you could still like get on your Android or whatever, but they lost the rights to all, all of those pinball tables. So if you owned them, you own them, but you can't buy them now. Right. So there was yeah. like, rush like hurry up and buy them and uh yeah but then the other company got a hold of them and they're making like reboots of them but i the the stuff that they do it's like okay you go on steam and they have like aliens pinball star wars pinball it's cool but they they have like too much crud going on the play field because they have embraced digital pinball so that means that we can actually have like action figures running around inside the pinball machine or, you know, weird stuff. Um, now nah, I just want to play the damn pinball game, like historically accurate. That would be great. Right. So, but the, the original people that had the license for Williams stuff, actually it was one-to-one with the old machine. These guys have kind of like added value slash removed value to me no I, I think it's added value even though for some people it's not their thing well, it's still added it value over i just i just want a checkbox that says no right i just i want the exact arcade machine we're good and the the other thing that almost like almost like stuff, different game modes like you know yeah. play with play yeah well and their stuff is meant to be played on a television or a monitor that you're sitting in front of right so it angles the table and gives it a 3d thing um Okay. You can switch camera angles too, by the way. Yeah, but but I need a a pure camera angle that is because I if I have an emulator pin mame thing, then I have a legit like full size pin pinball table there, right? So the play surface is is the TV, um, and I don't want anything done to that. I want it to be straight top down, you know maybe a little bit of isometric to it or whatever, but make it as close to standing in front of the real pinball machine as possible. Um, but I've seen people set their own stuff up, right? That's not these prefab things where they'll, they'll like put a PC in a box, install pin mame. And it's, Oh God, it's crazy. Like some of those things, but they got thousands of dollars in it at that point. But yeah, if you go buy a regular pinball table, uh, go look them up. <laughs> You're about four thousand dollars into a pinball table, um. So yeah, I, I guess you know digital's digital's worth it at that point. So PS, so P- re- looping back to this real quick, PS Now is ten dollars a month. Uh, it has a lot of games. Uh, there are some games I wish it had that it doesn't like Burnout Three. I wish it had Burnout Three or um, Midnight Club Los Angeles. Uh, so it's not like a complete library, but it's got a lot. It does yeah. have a lot, but it doesn't AC have Race, like you can, everything. You can play with an Xbox controller, but some some of the PlayStation games that are out there that you can play require you to have the PlayStation 4 controller because of the, the motion stuff, the motion junk that they do. So Yeah, they really, they really want you to have a PS4 controller. Yeah, they really, really do. But... A lot I mean, of, you could get one. You could get one for your PC, and it'll yeah. still work. Yeah, you could. But I mean, for me, that'd be like the only thing I'd use on my PC. So it'd be like the one controller just for this one service that I don't always play. <laughs> so it's it's a hard. But if you already have a PlayStation and like have a PC, it's totally worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, it totally is. Well, we should start wrapping up. It's been over an hour, an hour of nonsense. Uh, Look at before you turn back into a pumpkin. <laughs> We're gonna try and have a topic next week, y'all. It's just uh, it's been too freaking crazy to come up with one. And I'm I I'm I have sent out emails to get to potential guests, but I haven't heard anything. Um, you know, holidays and such, I guess. Uh, but that's gonna do it for. Uh, this uh, episode, I think Thursday we're going to return to Tempest for our land party. Yes. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. We haven't played Tempest in a while. We were talking about it the other day. 
Oh yeah, because someone came in our Discord. They found like a YouTube video we did like four years ago. Like, hey, do you guys still play Tempest? Uh, no. Yeah, which triggered me to get. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it does co-op for three people. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's what we're going to be playing on Thursday. I hope I can get up early enough tomorrow to stream something. It's been a rough week, y'all. Uh, so I don't know if I'll be able to wake up tomorrow. I hope I can. Um, but I want to thank you all for hanging out with us. Very active chat tonight. Uh, so that's always great to see. Thank you so much. Uh, for hanging out with all of us. And uh, we will uh, see you next week with something more fun, maybe something more focused, if there's a big piece of news or something to talk about, like there was this week. Or a topic. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we'll have fun with you guys regardless. Thank you for hanging out with us, y'all. Have a great one. Bye-bye.